Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Bosch Gamer Podcast. I'm your host Tom once again and we'll start off straight away with our weekly roundup of your news stories. Uh, first of all, Shadowlands finally launched this week. The new expansion for World of Warcraft came in amongst some mild chaos. I think 16 years of practice and they still haven't managed to get this down. A couple of minor fires needed putting out. But we still saw a record max level push at 3 hours and 30 minutes. Uh, Currently the fastest for this expansion, including tests on the PBE. Fantastic work there. I think the biggest challenge obviously being getting yourself logged on in the first place. Uh, We did see some early patching trying to fix some issues with that. And we've got a full discussion about it later in this podcast. And as well over on the Bosch Gamer website and on our community group page. So be sure to check out there. Bungie slightly announced this week that they may have been working on new games for a few years now, over the last three years. This coming out after last year's separation from Activision means we might see some interesting new projects, possibly a Destiny 3 in the works. I think definitely so with the scale of um, of that series and the way that it's been such a success for them. Although this week they did cancel again the Trials of Osiris multiplayer mode, saying that they are having bugs and that they're trying to clean that up. Possibly are they all focusing on something new, hoping we get to see something coming through, a new um, prestigious first-person IP. Let's see what they can bring forward. Monsanto World coming back into the roundup once again. So it seems the movie wasn't enough to stand on its own. Instead, they've had to do a tie-in event with the Monster Hunter World, uh, adding Mila Djokovic, or however you want to say it. Um, The fans have cried out in, well, just mild amusement, I suppose. Nobody, It's kind of just gone over everyone's heads. Interestingly, they had announced that the big December patch was just going to be a move to get all of the holiday events part of the permanent content. So it's interesting to see them suddenly turning on that for a PR move, possibly coming from somewhere higher up in the marketing team. Uh, hopefully there will be the option to just let these modern soldiers, if that's how they play it, become some Raflo's Dung and um, we can see the movie ending much faster within the canon of the games. And this week... <laughs> Well, your last story of the week. Footballers, we discussed um, players suffering with uh, gaming addiction following their furlough and being sat at home. But we've also seen them now starting to come forward questioning how their likenesses got into FIFA. So Dutan Ibrahimovic um, first spoke out on Twitter questioning the licensing of his license. So it seems that the Union 5th Pro, which is, um, well, if I'm honest, it, it sounds like the kind of game mode you'd get in FIFA anyway. Turns out, so they've been handling the licensing, but according to Ibrahim, he's not a registered member of the union. At the same time, many clubs do sell their rights collectively to, as uh, for play sets, likely part of his contractual agreement that pays this lad millions to kick a fucking ball about. Uh, so I think we're starting to see a big culture collide here. You know, this kind of transition as... Gaming is becoming more and more mainstream. These players starting to understand actually that there there is a kind of consequence to their appearance in these. At the same time, he's been featured heavily in 2021, including a special limited edition rating, put him at 95 out of 100. Honestly, I'm surprised it's him coming forward. I'm those others coming to uh, support him are probably just a bit upset about their player ratings, but we'll have to see. But that's been your weekly roundup, and we'll head straight on into the show. Okay, so this week I'm going to be joined once again by Vas. Vas, give us a good morning or whatever. Good morning, time it is. people. <laughs> I love everybody. I don't know what time people are listening to this. We'll probably have to start checking the um, the numbers on that if we have it. I don't even think we do. Um, this week I wanted to go for something a little different because we've had your recommendations 
quite recently. So I wanted to ask you what were your three saddest moments in gaming? Um, those moments that really plucked on your heartstrings. All right. Um, number one. and oh, Should I start one? Three. I started, I started three. I'm going backwards. Um, obviously, the infamous Call of Duty moment. Right? Yep. Where I got shot. And like we... Uh, did you expect that? The, the betrayal, no. I, I, I think everyone kind of looks back and it's like, yeah, well, you can kind of see it. And no, no. When you first played through that in Modern Warfare 2, like nobody saw that coming. Not, not a fucking chance. No, and I think that that really hit me. And even though I'm not a shooter guy, you know me, right? I'm not mm. a shooter guy. I'm an RPG guy. That moment still hit me right straight into the heart. Um, then the other two are not really in-game related, but game related. Um, the second most saddest moment was probably when um, I just started playing. I started playing Warcraft, World of Warcraft, and I was playing for a year and a half, right? I was just just before Nextromas. Mm-hmm. Right, I was just before Nakashima, so we were doing the Ankiraj stuff, etc. And then I moved to America. Um, yeah, I moved to America because I was not good in school. I didn't want to go to school. And the other alternative was like, oh, then you're going to leave, right? And I left to America. But my dad's condition for me leaving was that I had to delete my Warcraft account. Oh, no. Yes. So I had to delete my Warcraft account. And I think... I was 17 at the time, and I don't think I've cried that hard. Like that's like I think that's one that where people either get that or they really don't because like it's it's time put in like hundreds and hundreds of hours. You don't, you don't understand. This. I was pre nax You understand? Like, like the people who know know, right? <laughs> the people who know know, and people who don't know will just never get it. This but is yeah. pre nax this is all coming back around now with um, Nax about to drop on Classic. So are we going to see you hitting that up or are you harding on Shadowlands for it now? I have, I have, I'm, I'm hard on Shadowlands because I also have ran Nax over and over and over for Transmog. I'm all right now. Yeah. Um, I've got my kick in. Um, in the hindsight, I'm happy he did it. All right. Because um, I did need, because I didn't speak the language English fully. Right. Mm-hmm. And I needed to get out there and I needed to speak really with the people. And, um, but when he took it away from me, it's, I was 17, I'm a grown man, right? And that was, that really hit hard. Yeah. That really, really, really hit hard. And like, it was, it was because I needed to take my laptop with me, but he was like, and you know, it's not like he forced me, right? It's like, he didn't force me. It's like, he said, but like, you know, he did that, that thing where, you know, if there's one thing you can yeah. do for me after you've been fucking up in school for 10 years, right? <laughs> <laughs> Please delete your Warcraft account. Um, when you're going there and I had to do it in front of him and I like I don't know that that really hurt me oh the, the hand on the shoulder as he forces you to like shoot little old yeller in the face bro I was like I was happy because I was like oh let me sell it let me sell prenax I was I was gonna get good money for it so no 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 just get rid of it took your character out back <laughs> put, <laughs> put it down like, it's gone rapid <laughs> oh my god that was, that was that was a really tough one I'm just thinking around maybe that was the worst one. but it wasn't because like um there was there was one moment where um, this is this might this might this might not seem as bad as the second one, but the first one is for me definitely when um, Jack Four got cancelled. <laughs> so because you need to understand that I've been waiting for Jack Next for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like we are we are we are in the for, uh, PlayStation Four cycle already, right? But then there's one little thing which happened, which sort of killed Jack Four. And you saw already the concept up. You saw everything coming out. Jack Dexter, the entire series is for me my favorite game. 
yeah. apart from World of Warcraft. So if I go, like, World of Warcraft is my favorite online game. Yeah. Um, Jack Nexus is my favorite offline game, right? My single player thing. And I, I love it so much that I've really, I've completed everything. I've played it multiple times. I just bought, like, before the PlayStation 5 came, I bought a PlayStation 3 just to play through the Jack Nexus series again, right? And because it's not very good on the, because um, the uh, translate, uh, because the port onto the PlayStation 4 is not as good. And when we were expecting Jack and Dexter 4, like mm-hmm. eight years in, right? We are all, at least I'm so hyped and I'm so happy and literally my heart is beating and they're just canceling it for all the beloved and everybody knows it's Uncharted 2. Yeah, I, that, I, I, it's definitely just the way of it is Uncharted has kind of taken over so much. Of Naughty Dog's time and everything. But I'll be honest with you, I'm super petty about this. That's the that's the single reason I've never played an Uncharted game. Really, that's the reason. That's the single reason I've never played a single an, an Uncharted game because it took Jack Four from me, I and the have... entire Jack and Dexter. We really took Jack Four, Jack Five, and it was like like it was the highest critically acclaimed PlayStation Two, Three game, whatever. And it's like we're not talking; it was a shit game, right? At like mm. ninety three, ninety four, and it's always like in the nineties. All the uh, all the reviews of of every single thing, and it's like it was an all time game, and it was the f- it's the thing which like which made me really really fall in, fall in love with gaming. I always loved gaming, but that's why I became hardcore, like through yeah. that, and then sort of Border Walker pushed me over the edge. And then, <laughs> <laughs> um, but just a little, just a little taste at first, <laughs> first it's free. <laughs> but that's 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 sort of that's what it, what it is for me. For example, that's the exact reason I don't you know I will I will never like Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, literally, because they are the single reason my Detroit Lions never get out right out of the conference, <laughs> out of our out of the um, NFC North. We never get out because of those two quarterbacks. We have been having our uh, having our place for the last twenty years. So there's there's always like a little bit of petty in me. But I would say the really single highest is for me when Jack Fogger cancelled. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about it right now. It makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is good though because it gave me it gave me the motivation to go for the fact of opening up my own thing because I'm gonna have to build it now. Yeah. At least I know I can. Yeah, I think that was in everyone's first discussion with you about Bosch Gamer was the fact that you're like, yeah, eventually, eventually we'll be make Jack Four. It's going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> Jack Four is the thing. I'm buying all the license, whatever it costs. We're just going to take it. Uh, we're going to make a. We're going to make three games. We're going to make the NFL Mobile Manager because you can even have fucking tennis manager and basketball, whatever. But you don't have a American Football Manager, which uh-huh. is just ludicrous. Um, we're gonna have we're gonna have our Jack Four game, right? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have a new Warcraft, which is gonna a new MMORPG, which is gonna rival World of Warcraft. Fantastic. I know a lot of people have tried, but you know I me, mean, we're gonna get it done. Yeah. So uh, our ideas, no, no steel, no steel ideas. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> so um, to start this week, I want to move us in. Uh, we're gonna have a quick topic to start with, just to kind of warm up. Um, see where we go from there. And then we've got some pretty big discussions this week that we need to go through. So firstly, going on our post of the week. So we had a post from Carl in the group, um, and he posted about a link to a little article that said that the Mandalorian needs a game. Um, And the first thing about this is that, has everyone forgotten Star Wars Bounty Hunter? Because that game was fucking amazing. Um, Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Like, 
jumping about the fucking place as Django Fett, absolutely smashing it. Jetpack mechanics that were clunky as all hell, but just felt brilliant to play. Um, did you ever play Star Wars Bounty Hunter at all? I did. I did. And I don't know if Bismarck is aware, but we were about to have one, which was cancelled. Oh, it wasn't, though, it wasn't uh, Carl Bismarck. It's, um, Carl, oh, it Carl from Carl. the community. Oh, okay, fair, fair. Um, basically, we were about to have one. It was mm-hmm. called, uh, I think, 1313. I'm not yes. 100%. Yes, that was 1313, which was meant to be the next gen bounty hunter, which was then cancelled. And thinking back on it, it's just like I'm beyond upset about that. I'm always upset when a game gets cancelled. I don't even know how it's going to be, but <laughs> um, yeah, I would 100% agree with them. We definitely need a Mandalorian game. I just think we need something apart from lightsabers. Yeah, I, I feel like what we've got at the moment, we're kind of missing the variety pack inside of Star Wars, which it always used to be really good at. You look look back to during the prequel era, you had ridiculous amount of games coming through. Like even as far back as the original titles, you had Star Wars, essentially Star Wars Tekken with um, Star Wars. Um, was it Fighters or Star Wars Arena? And you'd yeah. have Darth Vader whacking the shit out of. <laughs> what I like, what I like, like, um, what I think always goes really well um, when you, because usually you are sort of the in every game you're sort of the superhero. You're mm-hmm. the, you know that overpowered, undying, whatever it is, all powerful thing which sort of gets down, kill. You see what I mean? Like you're always that thing, and I think yeah. it goes really well when you are a little bit more of an underdog in a world of more po- powerful people. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit more relatable. Yeah, and I think that was a lot of the Star Wars Jedi Outcast series. And obviously you kind of got exactly. to your point where you had your lightsaber in that. I think most people probably just said that the cheat codes are opening. Straight away. But, <laughs> but that the whole purpose of that series, and I think the main character, was it Carl Katarn in that? If I'm remembering correctly, that's dredging up an old memory. Um, you started off as someone who was disconnected and, and it built into you having the Force again. And I think what they're trying to do now with a lot of the games is just be like, yeah, you all want fucking Jedi's? Here you go. Just have it. Just have the Jedi's. And just be the Jedi, right? Yeah. And that just, that doesn't work for every single game. Like, you can't just keep repeating that over and over again, expecting people to stay stuck in. So, uh, yeah. I, I think feel... a lot of people, I think a lot of people, um, when first Star Wars The Old Republic came out, like mm-hmm. the MMORPG, because obviously I jumped on that straight away. And, you saw a lot of people not being lightsaber handlers, so to yeah. speak, right? Jedi, Sith, or whatever. It is. It is because people are looking for that experience, right? It like even if even if it is you want you, you no matter how powerful you kind of want to be, you still want to somehow be relatable, right? Mm-hmm. So if I look at the um, at the Fallen Order game, you play it. Yeah, yeah, I finished Fallen Order recently. Um, when it came to Game Pass, like so it's a good game, right? It's a good game. Reminds me a little bit of Dark Souls with, right, with yeah. Star Wars type of thing. So you don't have much. It's, it's the Sekiro le- combat system with stances and things like that, but kind of yeah, yeah. trimmed down. You don't you don't have that much leeway for mistakes as well in the boss fights, mm-hmm. right? You get hit twice, you did, basically. Um, where I think I think that did really well because of that. You see what I mean? Like you, like nature killed you all yeah. the time. <laughs> nature killed you all the time um i think the fact that he was a uh, jedi is okay it's fine but he was you were put in a world which is more more realistic you see what i mean like more more reasonable and you can put yourself into it and i think 
throughout nowadays storytelling, I think we just need to match it with the gameplay. And I think he's one like Carl is one hundred percent correct. We need we need a Mandalorian game. We need a bounty hunter game. It's not like he's weak, right? Let's let's be honest. It's not like he's he's weak, but I think it's really cool to be someone special um, or someone like trying to become someone special in a world of superhumans, mm-hmm. right? It's the same way I always kind of wanted to have a a game where you are sort of a normal person in a world of superheroes. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I, I I really think that there's so we've kind of had a couple of Star Wars games recently. So we Jedi Fallen Order dropped and kind of had a lot of excitement around it. Um, playing through it, it is a good game. I, I it's still really glitchy as all hell. Uh, you can mm. really you if you push just a little bit, you can break that game. Um, I managed to get it to kind of cave in a few times playing through. That's just, you tried just normally, <laughs> just playing through normally, I managed to get it. It went a few times. I managed to get it to really, really fall apart a little bit. So if you push that, I, I, you can, you're going to tear that apart. I reckon we'll see some great speed runs in the future. People just ripping through walls and destroying the fabrics of reality within that game. Um, Soul Squadrons uh, came out to essentially a big sigh, I suppose. Nobody really talking about it. Um, Adam, within the Bosch team, he was playing it for a little while, but I think he dropped off of that pretty fast as well, considering he, you know, all about the flight sticks. Those. Yeah. I, I don't know. Squadron for me is, um, I think they were trying to do something for the people who are begging for a new TIE Fighter game. Yeah. And then you should have just done a new TIE Fighter game. Like... Or just like carry on the Rogue Squadron series and make it less of a simulation and more arcade focused on that. Just you know, hopping between different spaceships, really tough scenarios that are going to push you and giving you con- the control to do lots of things with your ship. Or, like you said, do a full like Jedi Starfighter, or go all the way back to the classic kind of big setup. Um, I believe it was Tie Fighter or X-Wing, yeah. and every yeah, button on your keyboard that. could do something, and you're having to adjust all your shields individually and go really fucking hard in on that detail, make you this I think that's what they wanted. Mess. I think that's what they wanted. Like, yeah. they, um, I think uh, Squadron was sort of cashing in a little bit on the mobile hype, which is going on, mm-hmm. because it's like type, of, it's a little bit type of a mobile, you know, like, they are constantly sending out waves, and you kind of, getting through them, getting to the end of it and finishing it off. Mm-hmm. So like if I, like for anybody who's looking for like a Star Wars experience, um, I obviously, Fallen Order is like the most recent and probably best version of anything to play. Um, mm-hmm. I would also very highly recommend the um, Lego series of Star Wars. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is very good. That is like very, very good. Um, and if you want to go a little bit more old school and I don't actually know if, if you can actually get it, because I don't have a PC right now, I will eventually at one point again, but not. I don't have one right now. Jedi for um, Jedi Academy. Yes. Jedi Academy, the PvP mode, where oh. you just have loyal Jedi's against each other. I think I think there are still servers running on that, and that is that is very very good. So those three I would always recommend. Yeah, that's got a huge community, and you always like taking you you see it people running up taking little bows by crouching down. Before they fight, so you just yeet them off the side of wherever you stood on into the lava below. That was that was that was like the focus of a lot of LAN parties, which I was part yeah. of um, when I was younger. Like we always played Jedi for uh, Jedi Academy. It was called. Yeah, I think Jedi Three, right? Yeah, it's part. So it's part of the Jedi Outcast series. Jedi Academy, yeah. I believe, was the last one. Um, yeah. So you, what Jedi it is Warrior. is like you have 
you have your um, you pick a, you pick sort of a character, right? And you pick two powers, I think, for it, and then you just go eat each other. Yeah, if you weren't grabbing <laughs> force push and force choke, you were just an idiot. Um, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, absolute classic, absolutely smashed it. One thing I did want to, so I wanted to kind of get a discussion going with you today on this. So what TV shows we want to see as games, um, but we, they have to be clones of games that already exist, because that's the Star Wars model. It's just take a game that already exists, just copy and paste over top of it with some Star Wars models and see how we get on. Um, so I came up with a, a quick couple of ideas while I was looking at this. Sure. So um, Breaking Bad, I, um, I think we could make a real good work of that as a cooking mama clone. <laughs> okay. Um, so you know you'll probably play as you play as Jesse Pinkman, um, and then you kind of got instead of Cooking Mama, it's Cooking Heisenberg, and you know get a little cute version of that um, kind of iconic image with the hat on. I like on, that. Like, I like that know, a lot. Telling you how to mix the chemicals, and you can you know turn it into a teaching experience if for kids, like teach them some chemistry, how chemical reactions work, things like that. Maybe meth is kind of your your final stage is when you start looking at cooking yeah. meth and. Big, um, bigger laboratories and cooking, and you kind of upgrade your facilities to get a, a better purity over time. Uh, yeah, I think that could be a good, um, a good look. Maybe the way you invest in, you know, you take your funds and use that to invest in building a bigger business. It's almost like a kind of, um, you know, uh, like a tycoon type of game. Yeah, I think it could look to be a bit of a tycoon game as well. So uh, I, I think that's an idea just to throw out there. Um, if anyone um, over ABC would, would or I'd hbo or whoever it is with breaking bad rights do do hit us up um and the the, the rules are that the the game is yet so i cannot go with like a dragon ball series type of thing <laughs> um <laughs> next one uh that i kind of went with was haunting of blind manor i'm watching for this at the moment or the haunting of hill house you can go for you can go through them as sequels um and i want to kind of push that based on luigi's mansion so obviously not based on the new one the third one i want to go based on the second one so um the dark moon where you're yeah. kind of going between different mansions hopping house to house and so what you can do is have all of these really horrifically haunted locations that in the same way the series is kind of doing this anthology and you hop between them you'd go between kind of purging these ghosts through um the vacuum cleaner might not be relevant uh, but I don't know. I'm sure whoever develops it can kind of work on that and see what's going to be the best for the gameplay experience. Uh, give everyone a good go on that. Um, for myself, any kind of initial thoughts? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I do a couple of things. Um, there's one game which I always really enjoyed, um, and that's Ace Attorney Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Do you know the game? Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so you, it's like it's sort of a little bit of a manga anime style lawyer game. Mm -hmm. which i enjoyed a lot actually and i think like if you would make that with suits i think that oh would my be god cool. yeah uh, um i people love being like you can pick whoever you want to be i would say always you always have a specter right but it gives you that feeling of complete success in the courtroom and i think that would be pretty cool uh, no, I don't think you'd play as Harvey Specter. I feel like he'd be the kind of mentor character to you. You'd obviously play as the main guy who nobody really cares. Well, Mike. Yeah, yeah, so you come as Mike. And obviously he's got that eidetic uh, memory where he can kind of remember everything. So I think what you'd do is have yeah, like actually, a you, memory you have lock that, power then, right? that you'd pull back through and you'd kind of link the chains to things and refer back to in the same way that in Phoenix, right? You quickly pull out your evidence list and you're trying to pick the exactly. right thing. Oh, yeah, I think that can really work. I'm happy to go with that. Um, I would require that there be a mud in mini, mini game um, so that we can really 
really in, I, dive into the story and feel like I think, we are a part I of think, Suits. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like part of, of the things is where uh, what they do really well is uh, they do a lot of things behind the scene because the entire mm-hmm. thing is actually not the courtroom, but not getting to courtroom. Yeah. Right. So I think by having options of where to go and what to do and like being able to fail at it as well, I yep. think that is that will be really really cool. Those um, branching said, paths, yeah. Yeah. So what would you said about um, Breaking Bad in general? Mm-hmm. I think I think we are overdue a real like Narcos type of tycoon game. <laughs> okay. Like like real heavy. Like you really start real or real deep with all kinds of mechanics of because I'm I'm always a fan of like strategy and tycoon and building type of games, but um, I don't think like legally we've ever been really allowed <laughs> to make that really with the with like really drug based and i think that would be really fun to become the new Pablo escobar well i think you like, look at gta 5 um all their multiplayer storylines a lot of that is drug running and you know but do you see um, what i'm saying right do you see what i'm saying is like well i think i think the reason we're having it is because we like i don't know maybe the the industry doesn't want to teach people how to do it but i would go really heavy on like individual things of paying off people, finding plantations and stuff like that, and hiding money in the house, getting it eaten by rats, and like all, like real heavy DDP. Like, I think that's something I would really enjoy. I think the important part there is to make sure that you really dig into the real, real life horrors of that situation. Um, exactly. Really clown to that. In the same way, you know, like once again, GTA is probably the closest comparison for this. They had that, you know, the torture scene that everyone was like, Oh, you know, this, you know, kids are being... But they made that seem really rough. Like, you've got to hold down those triggers and hit... Your controller's vibrating like <laughs> fucking mad as you're ripping teeth oh, yeah, out. Like, yeah, I remember that, that. That remember felt that, yeah. like it feels rough to do. And you, like, as a player, you're like, oh, I really don't want to do this. But they're trying to justify it. And so I think you could make a really good play of that. And look at games like Tropico and things like that, where you are this it's fascist still... dictator, you're pretty cruel. Yeah. Like that's always played off the comedy. Why not have one that's very serious about it? Says, look, this is the serious real life way in which like these these you know crime lords build their empire and run it. Let's let's look at that and investigate. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, and then having like the like getting real serious like with police chair like um, police getting into you and like raiding stuff and you having to pay, like you see what I'm saying like the entire courtroom stuff off and like how you want to become maybe a politician to just get your own laws. And it's, there's so many things around it, which I think are super fascinating and interesting, mm-hmm. especially about his life, because he almost became the president of Colombia, yeah. right? Just to just kind of settle down with all of it, right? Uh, fine, we're going to make my own laws, right? <laughs> like that. And I think that, I think it just would be really interesting to see. It doesn't mean, I don't, I think we are grown enough now that not everybody's going to now go into like, Four country with cocaine plantations and start to become the president. That's not how it works. Yep. So my last suggestion for this, uh, I want to kind of revamp a, a classic game that I think a lot of people played, but I, I don't know if it really would ever hold up today, um, based off of uh, a kind of sketch show. So I want to take like the Housewives of Jersey Shore and Beverly <laughs> Hills, or whatever, and I want to take those and I want to make a new celebrity wrestling game because celebrity <laughs> wrestling was outstanding. It was absolutely fantastic game. Uh, essentially, it was the inspiration for the Simpsons wrestling game. Um, so if you're ever and Def Jam, yeah. So if you're the kind of person who wants to kind of track the timeline of game creation, the Simpsons wrestling game, obviously quite beloved and things like that, entirely inspired by the gameplay mechanics of uh, celebrity wrestling, um, which 
if you don't know what that is, just have a little look on YouTube for like a couple of minutes. It was a kind of claymation, like late night sketch about celebrities and how they'd fight each other and their special moves that they get. And this was during the age of like glory in wrestling, you know, like when the rock was at the heat height of it and everyone had their signature kind of moves and styles. So they ripped into celebrities with this. It was absolutely fantastic. And I really want something like that to come back and get all these likenesses because these, like you can, they'll sign off like immediately that I don't think they'll have any understanding of what they're signing off on. And you could just rinse these fuckers for, uh, for I think it was, it was it was so it's so good because you didn't like you really did not know what to expect. No, you had no idea what to expect, and it was super bloody as well with these with these Adult Swim robot chicken type cartoons, right? And I think that like that is a fantastic idea. I would absolutely love that. Brilliant. So we'll put, I think we'll come back to this. We'll uh, probably cycle back at some point and think about other TV shows that we'd want to convert and how we do that. Um, going into probably one of our bigger topics for. the this week um not prob- but not number one we'll set that'll be coming to you again <laughs> um our next discussion is on wow shadowlands so it's launch week um we've both been playing for a bit me significantly more than yourself um i think probably significantly more than most people um <laughs> but you know not the most um so first thoughts i want to get yours first before i kind of dive in on this yeah. because i've got an article that's coming out same day as this podcast it's going to have a lot of my thoughts on it so we'll kind of this will be a more detailed discussion okay um so like just for for insight for the people um i am level 59 Mm -hmm. out of 60 right now so i am still in the story where tom is already in the end game (laughs) of toga's mythic dungeons are you mythic dungeons yet so mythic dungeons heroic dungeons all of these kind of things raids are not up yet but i mean the game has been out for five days Right, so <laughs> um, that sort of way is in my initial experience. Um, I am a little, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed, quite really? honestly, um, but I'm also quite happy. It's 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 a bit of a mix. You see what okay. I mean? Like I'm not I'm not I'm not like wowed. You see what I mean? I'm like, like I'm not crazy. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. This is the best thing I've ever. It's not like that. Maybe because I've seen a lot now. It's like maybe maybe it's tough to impress me <laughs> on Warcraft. But there's certain things I look for when I play Warcraft. And I think I've lost that for a long time and I've not regained that yet. And I was hoping for Shadowlands to regain that to me. Um, one thing I don't like too much is the fact that it feels very much I have to do an alliance campaign where I am a diehard horde. I was okay. playing when there was still when the horde could only be shaman and only the alliance could be paladins. And that was sort of our dividing factor. Yeah. For always, for life. See what I mean? Like, it couldn't be that, like, if you wanted to be a paladin, you have to switch sides and you can never play with anybody again. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Like, that it was so divided and it's gotten so mixed up where we have even races like pandas who can be both, right? Um, and like, if I, when I went into Ardenwald, Ardenwald, what? Yep. Arden, Ardenwald, right? Ardenwald, yeah. Yeah, it felt very much for me like an Ashen Whale campaign. Okay. Where they gave me me, I'm a I'm a killer fury warrior orc. They gave me glittery wings to shoot down glitter. Yeah. There was this there was this one quest where she where that elf or that, that fairy thing put in fairy wings on me. I had to fly around and shoot glitter. I swear <laughs> to you. Do you remember that? Yeah. So and I'm like, well, that's kinda not into my persona. You see what I mean? Like <laughs> it is kind of like why do I have to do that? More, uh, 
like Modrax. Um, Modrax is yeah. Modrax is fine. Revendorf is fine, but Bastion and um, Bastion and Ardenwald should be alliance-only zones. You see what I mean? Like I don't like that gave me real feeling of like that. Like I wouldn't do that. Do you remember? Do you you know when I played Bastion first? Mm-hmm. You know when the when the angel just takes you into into his hand, like you're a doll. The uh, like choke, choke me, bitch. choke me harder, angel daddy. I know, right? You just like share it around, yeah. So you just sort of get taken like like this little bitch, and I feel like, well, I'm a killer orc. You see what I mean? I have like two huge swords and slice everything up. But you want me to shoot glitter and get carried by angels and like like I'm a purse. Yeah. So I felt like that that took a lot out of me, really, because it didn't it didn't feel like mm-hmm. what I wanted to feel, quite honestly. There is definitely um, a massive disconnect in the story in terms of where we as characters are. Uh, you've yeah. kind of get dropped into this and, you know, we've been participants in defeating old gods and we've faced the Legion and all of this. We've always been a participant. We've never kind of been the main key to doing so. Then we get pulled in and you're instantly kind of dropped in front of God, essentially, like the judger yeah. of souls. And they're like, oh, this um, this person stopped working. You need to go fix it. And you're like, well, hang on a fucking second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm stood here like with a I'm a hunter so I'm just stood there with a gun and I'm like yeah. so I'm just gonna go shoot shit like it felt like Evil Dead Two like getting ready to absolutely rip through the fucking hordes of whatever and then they're like yeah off you go to Bastion and the problem is the all of the zones kind of raise these very moral questions about death and about like, I get it I get it about I, I about the soul and about redemption things like that. But they don't give you that decision to make. So in Bastion, there's this kind of conflict between the traditional path that, um, you know, of you must let go of your past. You've got to become someone new, become pure by letting go of those emotions and being free to, you know, judge based entirely on that individual's merit and not on your personal perspective. And then there's the the evil faction within that zone. And people are like, no, hang on a second. Why should I give up my life and everything that I did before. I yeah. want to remember my family and friends. I'll remember all that. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck you. Like, yeah, yeah why not? I, I like kind of want to do that. But I still have to kill those guys now. You see me? Like, I'm like, Yeah, it's, it's it's one of the, it raised massive conflicts. And then you had it again in, diff- in different zones as well, where this kind of thing came up. Um, and it just, it, it's this very strange story that's going on where we've always kind of been dropped in the ship. And, you know, everything kind of happens to us. And um, But yeah. for this one, it really is a matter of it's happening around us. And we do not have any sway over this. Like the- so this, is exactly, this is exactly what I mean, right? So for me, it's Warcraft, and I love it, mm-hmm. right? But that story in itself makes me feel like shit, right? Like, I don't, like, not like that I feel bad about it. It's just like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the fact that um, we st- I don't still understand. Uh, we are in death, but we can still kill. Yes, yeah. is that a thing? Do you understand that yet? I still don't. To this moment, I don't understand how that. Works. Well, um, and- it's it's kind of weird. So things kind of respawn in the same way that when we've been fighting the Legion and within their planes. It's something that's going to get kind of clarified a bit later, and they kind of go for rejump yeah. and things. So that that's that's the first thing, right? So yep. we are in death, and we can still kill things. So like that's for me. I know I shouldn't look for logic in. If I- but you gotta have to have some sort of it in there. Then I don't like the fact that you're getting taken out of character, mm-hmm. right? You like you can place anybody into that, but in in Warcraft it was always like I'm an orc, I'm the horde, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but when the minute you get into art, like Bastion, I sort of tolerate it. Like, fine. Then you can run with Draxus. I'm like, okay, this is better, right? <laughs> and then you can drop into Arden World. And that was the killer for me, richly. When the main capital is called Glitter Tower, right? Or Glitter yeah. City or Glitter whatever. Right, and then I'm like, this is this is the last place I would be as a blood hungry, dribbling orc, um, shooting glitter. Anyways, um, so that's that's the point I don't like, and so that that entire initial experience makes makes it not great for me, right? Mm-hmm. And the second thing, which I, which kind of always been a little bit of an issue, but never never as big as, like, remember when you first went to Draenor, and you kind of, well why am I here? Because I have a home, right? (laughs) So the same thing kind of goes now. Well, I'm, so we've left 15 years of Mm -hmm. continents just behind. Like, fuck it. There's no point in ever anything being there in the back. We're just going into a new dimension now. That seems to me like, well, I I still have a home. See what I mean? Like, I understand that like the veil is broken and we kind of need to fix it, but I feel like we've left everything. Mm-hmm. So that will we like? I don't even feel like I should ever go back to Ogrim. Like unless I need to go to the auction house, I'm not going back to Ogrim. Uh, yeah. you know I mean? If you were on a good server, then you would just call for some long boys, then big old, big old Brachiosaurus with all the auction house on them. Um, I can understand what you mean. There is this kind of abandonment of everything that's come before. Uh, the game is massively getting ready to retcon a lot of old content. So there's big discussions about the Titans and the role that they play alongside the Ancient Ones, which is essentially yeah. the guys who created these worlds that we're in. Uh, the heads of the f- um, the four factions are all Ancient Ones, and it's going to play yeah, towards yeah. that. I I really don't... I think it, I just don't it's a good expansion. It reminded me a lot of playing through Legion um, in having these four distinct areas a lot of what a lot of each zone is pulled from other places so bastion is very much like going through um uh, through legion through the um the kind of nordic sections of that it's the same it's exact same kind of character style music is exact is it's got that same notes of the horns um arden world is a lot is taken from the emerald dream but these are direct links that the game actually makes for itself as well it's not just a oh you know they're pretty similar it's yeah. no these are direct links like maldraxxus is full of stuff from the kind of lich king scourge um like imagery and from the legion imagery uh, you'll kind of recognize a lot of the structures and things like that and that's intentional it's entirely intentional to the game um but it's almost like a look Guys, just everyone just knuckle down. We're not really going to explain much at the moment, but it'll all come together later and you'll all love it. Yeah. Because going into doing dungeons in, in it, there is very little lead up into dungeons. Every expansion will usually take you through a quest in a, in a kind of and section of zone and it leads towards the dungeon. Here's your dungeon quest. Sod off to the next bit and then do this dungeon when you get round to it. And you go, okay, and then the dungeon you drop in and it caps off the story for that section. And you'll go back and finish that, hand that quest in. They'll be like, oh, great. This is what happened to us because of what you've done. Yeah. And that's how we're going to move forward. And you go, fantastic. That's capped off. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the dungeons in Shadowlands have no lead in. No I still, have not, I still have not been to a dungeon. I'm 59. I'm at the end of it. And I still have not been to a single dungeon. Um, like for my friends, for a lot of my friends who don't go and read up on the law and who don't kind of listen to stuff about yeah. it, um, podcasts and videos, Belar Gaming, Gaming, go check that out. Like me and you were talking about that before the podcast yeah. even started. Um, 
they we're dropping into certain dungeons. They're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are we even <laughs> Why here? am I here? Yeah, so they've got one called The Other Side, uh, which is essentially it's a follow-on from all of the BFA plot for The Horde. It is Bon Samdi and what has yes. come through for all the Zandalari, and it's a big playthrough, and it's uh, talking about how essentially all of Vol'jin's storyline led to this exact moment, and it's the whole plot of BFA hinges on this dungeon, and they don't talk about it. Like, nobody <laughs> takes you there. Nobody's like, oh, you, oh, we've heard rumblings from the other side and all this. No, not a single fucking thing. We turned up and it's like, why are we here? Like, what's this big RP shit going on in the middle between Bon Samney and this bloke? Who is this bloke? And we had to quickly do a bit of searching and kind of theorise on it on the spot. And the bosses in the dungeon, like a couple of them were like, oh, yeah, this is great. We're going to fight in her car. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, Millhouse Manor Storm's here. Like, okay, I guess you want to pull him out again. It's this really strange, like, mashup of stuff that doesn't necessarily make sense, but so is I, still I good content. Like, yeah, so if, if, if I sort of sum it up a little bit right now, okay? I, I kind of sound like I shat on Wow Shadowlands a lot. I don't, okay? This is just my personal feelings when I'm playing through it right now. Mm-hmm. I think Wow um, Shadowlands does a lot of things really by the way, but only because they've taken stuff away from BFA, the previous expansion. Like, yeah. you don't have any more Azerite power, the fucking necklace with the superpowers are gone, all of that stuff, right? Which is sort of, uh, which is sort of very random and you couldn't really control your power. So I think that is still fine. I think they've tuned some classes really well. I think, like, in terms of mechanics, I think it's doing quite well. I think it's in, some, in terms of running, it's, it runs quite well, the game. So there's a lot of things which are really good about it. And, and I think what they tried to do with Shadowlands is they tried to please everybody. Yes. So I think they tried to, to please absolutely everybody. They tried to please um, all the new people who don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about this story. Right? Yeah. They just want to just do the dungeons, they want to do their gear, they want to do their gear, and 15 years of law is very too much for them. Then they try to please the people who like to have a good story, right? Then they like to please the people who want to get some nostalgia in. So they bring in Hela, they bring in, do you know what I mean? Like, they bring in um, Draka, they bring in like loads of people who are like bringing to you those nostalgic moments, which you kind of feel for them, right? Boom, Sandy, you're saying, like, Haka, like all the people who died, right? So that's, and then they're trying to please everybody by making in new mechanics for everybody. Kill shot, we, like, we talked about that, right? Yeah. Um, bringing the single minded fury back. So it feels like Shadowlands is just a huge, big, Please to everybody, right? Yeah, uh, the way yeah, um, so the way that me and a lot of people I'm playing with have described it. Essentially, Blizzard turn around and going, right? You've all complained about not having this, not having this, and how we balance that. You know what? Fine, fucking have it. You can have, have all, all of these it. characters back. We'll do a fucking Lichkin expansion that you've all been yeah. fucking asking for. You can have all the fucking abilities you want. Your characters will do exactly what you all keep asking for. Go on, have it. And I bet you'll all hate it, and everyone's loving it. Because, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So, like, I like all about Watch Shadowlands, apart from the way. I, I don't mind the story. I think the story is good. I just don't like the way they're telling me the story. Yeah, you see what I mean? Like, I could, and I also don't like the way that I can't choose my own morality. Right? I I, uh-huh. I don't like the fact that I can't be on the side of the people who want to keep their memories. I don't, yes. I don't, I don't like the fact that I cannot be on the side of um, the Revendeth master because I agree with her. Right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't like that I can't choose my side on Odraxus. 
I don't like that I can, like, for example, I didn't want Yusera to come back. You see what I mean? I don't want Yusera to be back, right? She is like pure lines. <laughs> I don't want her to be back. Why can I not make, make my stance? Even if I fail at the end, she still comes back. Why can I not make my stance for her not to come back? Right, which is very so, odd considering the way that they played off the Sylvanas storyline um, at the end of BFA, where you were making these decisions on whether you sided with Sylvanas or whether you sided with the Horde, like the old Horde and those ideals. And some people, like a friend of mine, he was like, "Yeah, no, I don't know why I'm hunting Sylvanas. I'm still on her side. I, I never stopped side, <laughs> <laughs> Siege of Orgrimmar. I was fucking shit up, like ruining siege endings and stuff. <laughs> he was like, I didn't want her to fucking go. Now they're like, oh, we've got to go hunt her. I'm like, yeah, I'm hunting to fucking get on her side. Like, where's my fucking entry into the army yeah, of the undead? I'm, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna go into it so I can flip, right? <laughs> so, but this is what I mean." Mm-hmm. Warcraft has always been alliance. Like when I initially started, it was alliance with this horde. Mm-hmm. When I came back, it was already cataclysm, right? So we're all together against the horde. See what I mean? Like it's. I feel like that the separation is gone, and I don't even see the point of having two factions anymore. Yeah, BFA was hoarded as this. You know, they they held it up as this. Oh, it's a return to form the horde versus alliance, just like classic Warcraft. And it didn't do that at all. It didn't play into that in many ways. Like, a little bit in the story, it referred to it, but not I mean, they they're pushing. They were pushing for that open world PvP quite a lot, uh, which was fine, which is happy with. But again, so let let me let me just say this straight. Everybody should pick up Warcraft Shadow Lines mm-hmm. because it's a good game. Yeah, for thirty pounds or whatever it is, you'll get three hundred plus hours. So that's a fact. It's a good game. There's a lot of people playing it, and there's a lot of things in it. For someone who has been hardcore Warcraft like myself and you, right? I know everything about the law. So do you. And uh, we should probably have a special episode one day where we just talk about law because I love it. Um, we can we can talk about how Tyrande Whisperwind is in fault for everything. I still think she's like how women break everything. Um, so for everybody who's hardcore, I think you still should pick it up. Okay. Because we are hardcore and we most likely have it. And everybody who's not hardcore should also pick it up because it's a good game. It's a good game, which gives you a lot of hours for your money. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things to play with. And I think it's, it's, an all, and it's also very, very casual friendly. I, 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 would, thing, I would add a little yeah. plus to that as well for new players. If you're out there and you're listening to this going, oh, I've never really played World of Warcraft. I don't want to get into yeah. it. So go pick it up now. Now is the time <laughs> to start playing. It's free up to level 20. Um, they've got a new 1 to 10 leveling experience, which is designed as a tutorial. Um, it actually fucking works. I've played really through well, it on yeah. new characters, on new classes and that I've never played. And it's taught me them exactly. Um, it will take you through at a pace that's pretty reasonable. And then they've essentially, they've designed it to railroad you straight through into the current content um, by yeah. giving you BFA as the story. And you'll, you'll play through this introduction. You'll go into BFA. Essentially, is a summary of what just happened before you head into... Um, Shadowlands and I feel like you could go through that and then be like right actually okay I'm ready to go into the new content and then I don't think you'll hit a wall I think that it gives enough to players it kind of is currently drip feeding a lot of end game content is locked out and isn't going to come out for a while Yeah. Um, also they have very strong catch up mechanics rent. yeah yeah, they have very strong catch up mechanics for like the way you get the renown on reputation so for example as tom is saying right now it's very new player friendly like even yeah. if you started four weeks you could catch up with everybody it's the way they um release content out right yeah that's kind of that's going to be the the big play into it 
is that uh, that's the way that we're going. Is so yeah, I'm, I kind of feel like we trashed it a lot. I didn't mean to trash it. I said that I had to that I put two fairy wings on me and I had to shoot glitter, and I had to bring in a bit of Becky which I absolutely didn't want to do. <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I I'd say this is probably the best time to jump in if you're a new player or if you play before, just. Give it a go. We're probably going to discuss this more later as more content comes through. Um, we'll we'll keep discussing it and keep. Thinking we might about have a we we might. I think I think what we should do is we should have a special episode for that every time because like I can talk about Walker forever. <laughs> once I think once we get some actual once we get the bulk of the content out in a couple of weeks, me and you will probably look do a kind of look back on it once we start getting some content yeah. together, um, and then we'll have a, a look at how it goes. But right now we need to have a bit of a discussion uh, about the ps5 launch so this <laughs> uh we'll get into why you've just had a massive like coronary just just even thinking about it um so over the last two weeks the ps5 launched and just like we did for the xbox one launch we're gonna do a little boom or bust assessment of how we think that launch has gone uh first point of discussion is who the fuck actually managed to get one so, for those of you that may have read Bismarck's post, um, he's on the blog for Black Friday, may have heard about a certain um, founder of Bosch Gamer who <laughs> went journeying har- far into the Eastern Bloc um, to find himself uh, a PS5 um, for launch. Vass, would you like to elaborate on the story of how you got your PlayStation 5 and your first few days of playing, or not playing as that may be? So, I don't know who, like, if you don't understand what happened, go into Google right now and type in buy PS5 and try and get one straight away. The PS5 was somehow, the launch was, uh, the release date was announced somewhere in September. I think 20th September, something around that. Mm-hmm. They say It was saying that it was going to come out on the 19th of November. Um, they announced that at midnight at midnight um, at September and the pre-orders went out at 3am in the morning. Mm-hmm. All the Chinese and Indians and all the companies which are focused on buying out rarities have set up their algorithms for that months in advance. I've, I've, um, I've read a study of a company which, is, uh, which sort of has a, a bot an algorithm bot which buys rare shoes, mm-hmm. right? They've just adjusted that for, um, you know, when the sneakers come out, you know, yep. quality new sneaker, Kobe and stuff like that. They just buy them out all of them. So they got 3,500 PlayStations at 3 a.m. in the morning, right? Um, you can call them scalpers. You can call them, I just call them very small business model, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so you wake up on the 21st of September after all of that been been announced and you can see that at 3 a.m. in the morning because all number of people sleep at that time was the pre-order launch. And you're like, okay, okay, I'm going to log in and I'm going to get myself a PlayStation 5. And what do you see? Amazon, sold out. Saturn, sold out. Currys, sold out. Just everywhere sold out. And you're just sort of starting, you know that you know that little panic you get? You know that, you know when you, um, when you know you failed the class, <laughs> right? You know you failed the class, but you still take all your grades and sort of do the math after to double check. You know what I mean, <laughs> can I, if, if I, if even if I fail this one, I can still pass. If I can do like, this, if I can do and, this, and you start yeah. sort of packing, and you know you're not gonna pass. You just know, but you're still sort of trying to do the math on it, right? You're going back. Maybe the computer made a mistake, right? And that that panic inside of you—that's what I had. Mm-hmm. That 
I was never going to get a PlayStation 5. And I've really, I have known this because I knew the production has stopped. I knew that this is the way I didn't, uh, I didn't get Sony stock because I knew production has stopped. And I knew they only had 10 million on, they only had 10 million units on 118 million PlayStation 4 players. Yeah. Just do the math on that. That's less than 10%. <laughs> That's less than 10% who would want a PlayStation 5, right? Could get one. Yeah. So that, that it was simple. It was obvious to me that this was going to happen. I just didn't realize that I was going to miss the window, right? And, uh, and so at that moment, I, I started panicking. So it was the 21st of September. Mm-hmm. And but my my the way I work is I don't complain about it because they just got beaten out by people who are better. I sit down and I try to solve it. And five days, I didn't sleep for five days <laughs> till the twenty. This is no lie. You can ask my wife. Uh, this is this is not a this is not a joke. I had a dream. I like had an on up. I was for five days straight looking in the entire world where I could get it right. And after five days, I came up with three things, three ways, which um, one of them was a Sri Lankan friend of mine mm-hmm. who had to go through the jungle to a store to pre-order one for me. Okay. The second one was Dimitri, yep. uh, who, had, who managed to make a pre-order via his wife's name for me, right? Because you can only pre-order one on your name, right? In mm-hmm. Dubai. So I had Sri Lanka, I had Dubai. And the third thing is, and which I am the most grateful for, and I understand that there's so many Belarusians right now who do not like this, but I still am incredibly happy for this. I've got a pre-order in Belarus through my wife's mother. Yeah. Because in Belarus, you can only you can order a PlayStation 5 if you are a Belarusian citizen mm-hmm. with a Belarusian phone number and a Belarusian passport. So it doesn't matter how good you can scalp, it doesn't matter how good your bot is working, you cannot pre-order without those two things because Belarus is the last communist country in Europe. And the guy said, PlayStation 5s, only our people can get them. Yep. And I was like, that is some hardcore shit. <laughs> they are <laughs> really, some... really into Call of Duty in communist states. <laughs> I, mean, World of Ta- I mean, World of Tanks, the company, uh, Wargaming, is in, mm. um, in, in Belarus, in Minsk. Yeah, they're so, like, I, I've I had some I had some contact with them as well about about the past. But it's not the point. So I am sitting there with these three ways of doing it, and I paid everybody. I paid the wife, uh, my my uh, my wife's mother. I paid the guy in Sri Lanka. I paid Dimitri. Everybody go bomb just in case something happens, mm-hmm. because I had to make sure that I get one. Like I had to make sure that I get one, and everybody else was complaining around, and it was you can get a place. Well, you have you tried? Like, <laughs> what have you done to try? Apart from complaining, right? I'm telling you, five days, no sleep. I was, with, I was on the phone with people in New Zealand. I was on the phone with people in Japan. I had a, a Spanish friend of mine call into um, Ecuador. I had a Spanish friend of mine call into Ecuador. Who could, so, I could, so I was looking in Java. I'm not fucking joking about this. And I was willing to lose all my money on that. But I just needed to get it. Because whatever I was putting front for those places was still less than I would have to pay John Lewis's. Mm-hmm. Right? So John Lewis was 3.5K. Oof. In pounds, Oof. that's two point eight k in euros. Oof. Just to be safe, <laughs> because you because you don't want to get it from um, you don't want to get it from eBay. Yeah. Because the thing is, people are stupid. Like I've I've said, my dad was, for example, oh, it's eight hundred euros on eBay. I said, you understand? I'm gonna get nothing further. <laughs> you understand? You understand? This is not real. 
like I've, I've read it so many times and so many people who've bought it on eBay for a discounted price um, have received PlayStation 5 cat food. So there's, there's, you, can look, you can look this up. This is hilarious. So we will be guy... getting into a couple of the horror stories. Uh, as, <laughs> Do you want me to save them? I'll save again, them. Again, um, you know, there's a couple in our weekly roundup and we'll get into a couple more horror stories. Okay. So for yourself, so you've got, you have, you've got these pre-orders you've made. Um, yes. And it comes to release and the console's out. What do you do? First of all, I am already seven days in Min in Belarus. Okay, because um, I realized that the only place I could physically pick it up because I had to, you know, physically pick it up because I have to try out on the nineteenth. I have to be able to play, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm not going through all of this now to not be able to play on the day, right? And um, I flew into Belarus, and I had flew there a little bit earlier because I had to do a ten day quarantine there. So I flew there a little bit in early. And the 19th happens, right? Sri Lanka, he didn't get it. Dubai, Dimitri, he didn't get it. So none of them got it. So I'm like, okay, good that I'm here. Good that I'm in Belarus. Good that I had more than one option, right? <laughs> so I sit up and uh, I stood up at 12 a.m. in the morning and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I need to get to the shops. Shops only open at 10 a.m. Fuck, go back. So 10 a.m., go back in there. There's no PlayStation here. No, it's we're waiting for the truck. When is the truck coming? We don't know. I'll wait, right? So I'll wait for six hours. <laughs> so I wait for six hours and the truck finally arrives. And I see the truck coming and I see them unloading the PlayStation 5s. Mm-hmm. And I can see, like, I, I like estimated, right, by my thumb. My, it was not more than 100. There was not more than 100 PlayStations there, PlayStation 5s there. Oh and I have this little document, like they gave me like a little certificate, which I needed to pick the thing up, right? <laughs> so it's a joke, man, trust me. I couldn't buy anything else as well. I could only have that one thing, mm-hmm. only the PlayStation itself, which has the controller in it, and that's it. And should we finally get to it? My wife made a story. I cry. I fall on my knees. I, um, I buy the PlayStation, and for a normal amount, let's not consider all the money I spent around for flights, hotels, and all of that. That's <laughs> completely and food and everything that's absolutely not relevant right now the place itself only costs 500 euros um <laughs> and i i sit there and i go to the to the hotel room which i especially picked with a big tv i i had my own ethernet cable with me my own hdmi cable with me just in case mm-hmm. for everything i also for luckily for me had every single type of cable usb to hdmi hdmi to usb USB to USB-C, USB to USB-A. Do you know what I mean? Like all of those kind of things where who the fuck knows what I need. Yep. And luckily I took one because the PlayStation 5, when you plug it in, you can't connect the controller unless you connect the controller via the USB-C, right? And so does, does it come with a USB-C cable? No, it does not. <laughs> no, it does not. I don't know how anybody would do it without the cable. It's fine. I could have bought the cable, but I, luckily it's the same one which goes into the Mac. Mm-hmm. So I had my Mac with me, so I took that one and then plugged it in. So got it up and I turn on the fucking PlayStation and I want to play it and I want to download it. And it says no internet. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Because I need, because I, I can't get a game. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like I need to download a game because I couldn't buy a fucking game there. So I turn it on and it says no fucking internet. I'm like, what the fuck? So I look up on my phone. I have no internet on my phone either. I'm like, what happened? So my wife goes, the president turned off the internet. And I'm like, you are fucking kidding me. This is not happening. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're having protests because obviously he had his election. 
like a month ago or so and he won with 96 percent yep and people are protesting all the time and so people so he so he doesn't want that he doesn't want that people can um you know post it on the internet the protest so he turns off the internet and i'm sitting there with my dick in my hand and i'm just going like i cannot play anything and i'm like how is this how is this even happening right now right <laughs> so i turn on the playstation and here's this like god gave it to me like he, like, God to higher power, however you want to call it, someone from up down looked at me and gone like, this guy's been through a lot, right? This guy's been through a lot. Let's give him a pre-installed Astro Playroom, right? Which is Astro Playroom for everybody, or Astro Boy Playroom, however you want to call it, right? Now, I mm-hmm. actually know what's called. So you just understand, every time you have a new PlayStation coming out, there's always a tech demo with it. Yeah. Right? There's always a tech demo. Usually this little, this little um, Astro Boy or whatever it is. And the tech demo is probably the best game you have on PlayStation 5 right now. Uh-oh. Well, well not one, but, but at least one of the, like, it's top tier. That tech demo is unreal. Like, unreal. Literally. It's, 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 super, it's almost like Super Mario. Literally. And it's incredible. You have four worlds. You have a lot of collectibles. All kinds of playstation nostalgia in there all the time you everywhere you go Final fantasy god of war all of these kind of things and and it gives you the most amazing experience with dual sense controller mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh my god this is so stressful <laughs> <laughs> this is so stressful two days later i could download godfall i pretty much i'm really disappointed in it but um so yeah that was my playstation experience then i had to I had to tra- somehow transport it back to Germany via um, the plane. And I had it obviously in my hand luggage. And the thing is, obviously, if you're going from a outer European country into a European country, uh, out, out of EU country into a country, you always have to pay customs. Yes. Right? So I would have to technically pay 19% on it. So I come there and I can see the guy standing there, you know, who checks, basically. And for whatever reason... He just turns around and me and my wife just slip through. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I've been through so a lot, so much. And I just needed that break. So for any EU authorities, <laughs> I, I will accept a reward in exchange for this information. Um, I just needed that. <laughs> so, big dis- so I think the big problem at the moment then for the PS5 is the horrific stocks, the same as the Xbox One. Nobody can seem to get hold of one of these things. Um, and it, this is kind of predicted to go on for a little while longer as well. We're hearing December drops for stock for Xbox One, PlayStation yet to really confirm. Um, they said there, there was meant to be more coming before the end of the year. Yeah. Realistically, realistically, what is like Jim Ryan came out. Is it Jim Ryan or is Jim Ryan your guy? No, you guys, Phil Spencer, mine is Jim Ryan. Yeah. So um, the CEO of PlayStation and Xbox, I kind of get confused sometimes. Same old white dude uh basically so he said apparently he confirmed there will be more playstation stock mm-hmm. let's be honest he says a lot of things well, yeah eventually there has to be more stock if, i would uh, say the same thing if i am pre-christmas and i'm looking yeah. at not having a playstation and the other only other alternative is an xbox you're gonna have you can get a series s you can't get a series x though Right. No, Series X is still hard Series sold out. Series hard S sold is starting to disappear as well as Christmas starts to ramp up. Yeah. As, as I, I saw yesterday before. a couple. I saw yesterday a couple. Um, but like in, in the shops, I actually saw Series S yesterday. 
um, because I was getting my dual, my second dual sense, and a camera for it and Sackboy for me and my wife to play. So yeah, and, I, I think the yeah. big problem here is obviously the discussion. Everyone's just chatting about how they can't get one. There's very little discussion about the actual PS5 and how it's performing and how people are enjoying it. The discussion is all about people struggling to get it, and this it doesn't look it doesn't look good from a kind of PR position. Well, I, kn- it's I know very obviously simple. it it's maintains very demand. Like it's very simple to say, as you say, like um, how how you have more co- um, when you have 118 million PlayStation 4 players, mm-hmm. right? Only 10 million have a PlayStation 5. Like whose voice is going to be louder? Yeah, right. But that it surely that is a really problematic for PlayStation 5. We're, so we're going into Christmas now, and this is the narrative that's going out: is that they're impossible to get hold of. You can't get one. I, I imagine right now parents are sitting down with their kids and are having the discussion because my girlfriend and me we've had discussion about the Xbox One X about you know it's not going to be possible to get one and hold on mm. till next till like New Year and things yeah. like this and like with the I can imagine parents now currently sat down with their kids being like look and talking to other parents and coordinating that instead of the PS5 because it just won't happen for another six months that they get one. Why don't all of the parents say to their kids, look, why don't you all get an Xbox Series S or a Series, uh, like an Xbox Series X? Because we know they're coming back around. Like, the Series S is still available. You, we can just get you one of those, and then you've yeah. got one. And then as long as you all get the same one, then it doesn't matter. And I can imagine a lot of parent groups of parents having this discussion with each other, having this discussion with their kids. Even the digital version of the PS5 isn't available. And I think that it could be a big hit for them over the Christmas season. When they're meant to be really powering through, and they could have, I, I think PS Five could have won this release cycle. I, you know, I've I've been a big advocate for Xbox in the long run, and I think PS Five really have smashed launch on this. But right now, I think this could kill them. This could absolutely kill it for in the long so, run. PS Five. I don't know if it would kill it. Um, what I do agree with, I predicted um, quite some time ago that this would be the last Xbox coming out. Um, mm-hmm. I predicted quite some time ago that this will be the last Xbox coming out because I don't think Xbox is going to win this cycle, to speak, right? This, this PlayStation 5 was a series X because PlayStation 5 is so much. In my eyes, greater because of the games. I'm not even going to talk about the controller, right? You don't, like, you don't understand. Like the controller, you have it in your hand, you feel every single raindrop on every single inch of the controller. Yeah. Like that's it's unreal. It's really unreal. I'll give it a feel to you. It's not for me being a fanboy, it's just something I've never experienced in my entire no, life. Those haptic triggers just look absolutely fantastic. That like, I've seen um there's been obviously some pre- people showing off uh, in Call of Duty, the response for each individual gun having different yeah. trigger styles. Uh, that is just absolutely fantastic. I think that's probably one of the best features on that it controller. Is. And it has some great ones. Like, as you said, the rumble sen- the rumble system in it is designed to essentially pick up individual parts of your hand so you can, you it's, know. Uh, it's unreal. So, like, I think I think PlayStation, like, my, my, because I didn't think Xbox was able to beat that. I don't think it was able to beat the new controller. I don't think it was able to beat the games which are coming out exclusively for PlayStation. And I think this was going to be it for it. The problem mm-hmm. which we have right now is that exactly as you said, you're going to have parents um, who are going to coordinate, right? And I said, well, all our kids play together. We should probably all get them now on Xbox because we can't get a PlayStation 5, yeah. which is true. This is probably true for all people who don't understand, right? If um, if you just... So the, I, I, I categorize this, this into three groups. One people who don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. one people who have knowledge, and one people who care, right? The people who don't give a fuck will just get the Xbox. Because they're like, I need to get my kid whatever. Right, 
oh, new gen, whatever it is, they might even get by accident 360. Then, you know, those type of people. You know, just like, ah, oh, you need a console here. Here you have something. You want a new console, have that. And yeah. I think they'll get the Xbox. Then you have the people who care. And mm-hmm. I think the people who care are going to go like, okay, look, I know you want something. Um, talk to your friends. See if you all can get an Xbox and I'll get you the Xbox, right? Because unrealistically, we're not going to get a face. Yeah. Right? So let's be honest. And, I, and you know, when you have like five of you, like most likely you can make an agreement of, uh, we would rather play on something new than wait six months. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think they will get an Xbox as well. So you have now that, that area as well. And then you have the third, the, the third group, which I think people who care. So for example, if I was the father, right? In, in, and maybe not you because you're an Xbox, you want Xbox, but if I'm the father who wants PlayStation 5 for his kid, right? Or myself or whatever it is. I would probably go to him, let's get some, let's get a Nintendo for now, right? <laughs> for yeah. Christmas. Let's get the Nintendo for Christmas and wait till the PlayStation 5 comes. But can you because see that, I, that I, I, can I, you see that family not already having a Switch? At this point, who, who doesn't, who doesn't have a Switch at this point? Most likely they do, right? But I would still think like that, that little group of people, and I think they're tiny, unfortunately, um, will wait for the PlayStation 5. And I think yeah. Christmas is not going to change. For me, for example, Christmas wouldn't change it. You see what I mean? Like for me, and my child was like, "Let's, you know, let's come, let's come to an agreement to something different. Have a fucking bike, you know, what I mean? like whatever it is. Like you, like there's no need because we're gonna buy the PlayStation Five afterwards anyway. You see what I mean? But then again, I it's think as you said, that is a very small group. I think for the general yes. populace, you look at the general, the general public of like gamers, so people who aren't really into the details of the community, yeah. who they're gonna, you they're know, all aren't gonna looking at the news. They're pl- most that of the games the they're playing across play at this point: Fortnite, Call of Duty, the big, thing. the big ones. Like, that is the only thing which will save Xbox. Coronavirus has saved Xbox. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Phil Spencer should pray to God and whoever higher power is up there to just be happy that it was coronavirus. Because if it wasn't, you wouldn't have a, um, a stop of production for the PlayStation 5. Like it's a, and I quite am, this, is, this sounds really weird. For me as a PlayStation fanboy, I'm actually quite happy because mm-hmm. we need competition for it to improve we would never get the dual sense and we would never get playstation 5 releasing 24 exclusive games if we didn't have the xbox if playstation didn't feel the pressure of having to deliver something so i wanted to talk uh, so you've you've mentioned there about the lineup that's something that i want to talk about with you because you everyone keeps saying about 24 exclusive games 24 exclusive games most of these are ports like a massive like the majority of these are ports there's very few new games the spider-man is just is essentially a new campaign like full respect, like if we are seeing a bit of like chunk of hours, respectable for a full purchase. But at the same time, we there's not enough new games coming through for it as much as everyone's claiming there is. I will admit, PS5 it does have a strong lineup, but a lot of these, if you are a PlayStation fan, you've already played them. Yes, yeah, so right. I, I I will I will say there are strong games on the PlayStation Five. Obviously, um, my biggest complaint about the xbox is that they've had to push back a lot of releases but at the same time they're working with a lot more indie studios to kind of develop new ideas and allow things because of the game pass service but for playstation it's the same games you've already played these you've already beaten them and just to play them for just a better visual experience i don't know if most people are going to do it all right so i know what you're saying all right and if we look at the launch itself uh, i don't think it's the greatest like lineup you could no. have for launch i just i think um it's a bit a little bit upsetting that you can't like there's no real i don't understand why you're not putting that on a launch time so unless it's not done or whatever but it's you would always have that one ratchet and clank game 
which I think is always fantastic, which you don't right now. So um, the launch itself, again, I don't think there are good games out there right now. I don't think anything which is worth the money. So anybody out there right now, I don't think there's anything worth buying. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Morales is 10 hours. It's a DLC, and you're paying seventy. You're paying seventy quid for for a DLC. It's ten hours. You wouldn't do it. Godfall, not worth it. One hundred percent, absolutely not worth it. Like they're pushing Last of Us Two as a launch title for the PS Five. Like it's not a launch title for the PS Five. It's been out for nearly a year now. We are. I I agree that there's not. Okay, no real viable launch games which you like unless you are into NBA Two K Twenty One, which I can take sort of a little bit. The problem with it is, is again. NBA 2K21, you have, like, I don't know if people have, like, if you play, you know what, the fact is that you need to pay VC, you need to buy in-game currency to upgrade your player. And, and then you need to watch ads in-game as well. It's like, there's a whole lot of thing about it. So that's not, the one thing I would give him, like, if you're really into Demon Souls, I think that is a pretty good port. I don't like the horror aspect of it. That's why I don't play it. So I can't really judge on it, but that looks really, really good. As a, but it's again, it's a remaster. So Demon Souls is one that I wanted us to come round to uh, eventually yeah. because I, I haven't played Darks like the Dark Souls series. Like yeah. I am a big fan of that. Demon Souls is one I like, even having played all the Dark Souls games that I wouldn't even fucking touch because it was old and ratchety. And the problem, and what I'm hearing a lot is that they've gone in, they've reskinned this thing. But they have not fixed the problems with the existing. Well, they have. Here. They have done a lot of good quality of life things. So, like, I've played a demo. All right. So, just for a little bit, just to see what it's like. Um, they've, I've played a demo, and it is. I liked it because in the PlayStation Five, uh, and in the PlayStation, like in the old one, right? I don't know, PlayStation Three or Four, whatever, wherever it came out. Um, it was you could only like dodge into like eight directions. You know what I mean? So it's like kind of you kind of set it to dodging. So where now it's a little bit easier. You have quality of life um, stuff, which, you know, selling out and saving up. It's, it's, there's a lot of things which are better on it. It's still, for me, like, too clunky, yep. quite honestly, um, because it's still a remaster. It's not, like, it's not a new game made. It's, the mechanics don't really change in it. What I do want to say, though, is um, there, there, are, there are enough exclusive games, though, and for me, it's just more there than on Xbox. It's very simple. See what I mean? Yeah, um, I, I can entirely understand. And Xbox, the thing is, Xbox have done the exact same thing. It's the the catalogs the same. We've just upgraded them. But I think the problem is, is that PlayStation Five seem to have played this out as not as a "oh, here's your games upgraded," but as look at new releases on look at the new releases. And it's like, well, they're not new releases. Well, um, a lot of them are new though. Like you would go re Returnal, Project Athena is new. Ratchet and Clank is as well as a new version. But they're, but they're game, not right? here yet. But they're not no, here. They're not release titles. No, I agree. I agree. They're not release titles. But there are still games which are announced for it and you expect Final Fantasy 16, another one, right? So, like, there are stuff which is expected. Like, at least you know what you're gonna get, right? Mm-hmm. And let's let's say one of the one of all of them are gonna maybe one. But all, let's be honest, probably none of them are gonna cancel. But maybe even of one. What do you have of the Xbox? What are you expecting? Like, there is 24 games which I am expecting. Yes, they might come out within the year, within 12 months, but they're still coming. What do you but, expect in the Xbox? Well, with the Xbox, we have the entire Xbox Game Studios lineup coming through. Medium coming through, your Halo Infinite is currently postponed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, the, but the pitch for the Xbox One hasn't been, here's a new range of games for a new generation. The pitch for the Xbox One has been, it's a new Xbox One. 
it's the Xbox Xbox Series X is this is just an upgrade to what you already have. Like this isn't a new gen. It's not a new con- like a brand new console. No, no, no. This is an Xbox. It's exactly. It's just like had an Xbox before, but much, much better. And I, I think, think you need that's to what's going to. That's that's the pitch that they're they're currently confused on. Like, and I think that's where PlayStation's beating them is that they're not saying think, that properly. I think me and you can have a long discussion about PlayStation versus Xbox, right? Um, fact of the line is this: right now on PlayStation Five, apart from mm-hmm. the games you get for free, right? Because in the PS and like if you are a PlayStation subscriber, you get like thirty five. PlayStation 4 games. Yep. There's Monster Hunter in there, there's God of, War, God of War in there. So this is a really, really good lineup. I mean, that is incredible. What do you have in there? You also get like two free games for the um, for the month, which is one of them is Hollow Knight and the other is Bucksnax. Both of them really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is stuff to play on it, which is not really PlayStation 5 typey thing. So if you want to, like unless you're into NBA 2K, I don't think there's a single game right now on PlayStation, which is worth it. Yeah. So that's a fact. And I'm happy with that. So... Just Leaning to kind of that, sum up, because we, we, we're coming, we, yeah. we are pretty long on time today just because we wanted to discuss a bit more, um, some larger topics that have come through this week. Yeah. Just for you, I want to ask, just up front, PlayStation 5 launch, just the launch, not talking about the console as a whole and its lifespan, yeah. just this launch over the last week and a half, boom or bust? Boom. You think it's been a boom launch? I think, um, I think the way you measure whether or not a launch is good or not is whether or not people want it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's enough people in the world who want it. Therefore, yeah. I would say it's a boom. If the, if you would, if uh, the PlayStation 5 launches and everybody is like, I am actually all right. I'm happy I didn't get it. Yeah. Then I would say it's a bust. But at the moment, I don't hear a single person who would go, I don't want it. Very simple. Therefore, I would say it's a boom. Yeah. I, I think I, I can agree with you entirely on that. I'm, um, I know a lot of people were kind of expecting me to be really shitter on the PS5 um, launch, but I think it's gonna. I think it's absolutely smashed it. Um, obviously, the sales numbers are gonna be. It's still the biggest sales launch that they've had. Of, I think I heard that this is like the biggest launch for a PlayStation. Um, so I don't know if that's just because it costs so fucking much as well. Um, that, but. I, I, I can see why it's been a successful launch for them. I think it's going to set a good tone for them moving forward that there is this high demand, but I think if they can't meet that soon, they're going to start seeing people who are just general gamers who, you know, play yeah. cross-play game titles. And we see a lot of them over. in our Bosch Gamer community, right? We yeah. see a lot of them who are not hardcore, and they're like, well, I don't really care. I'll just get any. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just go Series S because I can just... I don't even need to install the games. I can just grab yeah. one now for and 200 and whatever, like 300 quid. In my, in my, in my opinion, again, if you are a general gamer and you're just looking for any console to pick up right now, I would suggest, like, if you can't get a PlayStation 5 and you want one and you just sort of want to, you know, get the Xbox to consolidate yourself with, I would suggest get the Nintendo instead. Mm, but then I suppose if you, it depends what games you're playing. Um, the Nintendo still has a limited lineup. I would always, uh, even regardless of that, I'd How recommend... does Nintendo have a limited lineup? No, I mean in terms of Call of Duties and oh, games okay. like that. You yeah. are limited in terms of modern modern AAA yeah. titles. But I would say to anyone, do get a Switch. I think that's always been the kind of keynote of all of the discussions around PlayStation Five and Xbox yeah. One. Is just get a fucking Switch, and then in the long whatever. run, this is gonna gonna stay gonna be at the top. In the long run, uh, the Switch is going to be at the top out of all of them. It always, like, that's just the Nintendo method: is just create something that's easily accessible that everyone can get behind, and completely then... with exclusive titles which are on year. Yeah, Nintendo stopped trying to compete 
um, essentially with Xbox and PlayStation a long time ago. Um, around the Wii, they they said, look, we're not going to compete in terms of being the best with the most beautiful graphics and all this. What we're going to do is just make something that's fun, that's easy to use, that you can get for your kids, for family, play together, and just have a good time. And I I think that's a really good push. And one thing that I I think is really important here is games are crossplay now. So I think there has been a lot of push for divide amongst the PlayStation Xbox community. You see it a lot on the Twitter. It's kind of exploding off a bit. I think it's kind of becoming this kind of or oh, revamp the console wars things, which is a load of nonsense. It was just a market employee years and years ago. So the big argument here is just get the console you want, and all the big games now crossplay. You know, you've not got to worry about that. So just get the one you want, whatever's accessible to you. I know for a lot of people, financially, financially is, is going to be the big decision maker for them. In which case, get yourself a Series S and just cross-play everyone because you can still play those same games at the same at, at same quality and then see, um, and then essentially just wait until later. Get the PS5 when it when it prices down in a couple in you know a year or so because it will still be worth getting because it's still those games are still going to look fantastic because PlayStation 5 does look amazing in terms of its performance um currently being seen outperforming the Xbox 1 but but only over short durations I think is the current assessment um so if you want to see a game look fucking amazing then grab yourself a PS5 um I I I honestly I I know that in the future I'll be getting one um, it's I'm just not going to be my first pick on it, just because we need someone in Bosch Gamer who can review the Xbox lineup. <laughs> Good, thank you, Tom. That's okay. Well, thank you very much for joining me again this week, Vass. Um, we'll be back again next week, probably on a slightly shorter episode with uh, whatever comes out in the next week. It doesn't seem like there's a, any big stories coming through. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, as always, do remember to find us on Facebook. Um, you can join, follow the page there to see all of our regular blog posts coming through or join us in the community to start joining the discussion. You can even have your post featured in one of our podcasts and you can follow us on Instagram, Twitch and Twitter. That's at Bosch underscore Gamer. Um, thank you very much for listening and have a very wonderful week. <laughs>